Stay tuned for the golden days of radio in just one moment. When sticks and stones your truck is hauling, better tie down your tarpaulin, or troubles soon will be snowballing, make up your mind. Because if your truck the stones emitted, and the CO's Jeep you pitted, for a guardhouse tux you'd soon be fitted, make up your mind. Hello, this is Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. What's in a name? If your name is Barry, it was derived from old French usage and indicates one who is a dweller at the barrier or rampart. If you happen to be a sergeant, your rank originated with the trained soldiers of the feudal period, those known as the Lord's Servants or Servant, which became sergeants. Sergeants then as now were relied upon heavily as leaders of men. What's in a name? Plenty. Next, the golden days of radio. This is Frank Brzee welcoming you to the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past with the world's most famous personalities. Those memorable moments when everyone listened to enjoy the make-believe world of radio. On this program, we are featuring singer Kate Smith, comedian Phil Baker, author, actress Ilka Chase, world-famous personality and entertainer Orson Welles, and the orchestra of Fred Waring. During the Second World War, one program had a larger listening audience and more stars per half hour than any other show. It was broadcast exclusively for the GIs around the world and the Armed Forces Radio Service. The program was Command Performance, and the one we're about to hear was recorded in December 1943, 26 years ago. Performance USA. The greatest entertainers in America as requested by you, the fighting men of the United States Armed Forces throughout the world. Command Performance presented this week and every week till it's over over there. Yes, men, it's your own program, Command Performance. This week, a special Broadway edition with the stars of the world's biggest city answering your letters addressed to Armed Forces Radio, Los Angeles, USA. The theaters, the broadcasting studios, the concert halls are at your command. You've named the stars, the songs, the acts, and we're sending them your way. And here, in response to an avalanche of mail postmarked everywhere, are half a hundred Pennsylvanians led by Fred Waring. <laughs> Thank you, and around the world, hello to you all from a stage full of stars here on Broadway, USA. For every APO and FTO number in the book, a salute and hats off from the 61 Pennsylvanians. The band at your command plays a simian styling of Blue Skies.
Thank you, thank you very much. So long as you like it that well, we'll play it again <laughs> later. Any mail sack of command performance letters contains a heavy helping of requests for the First Lady of Radio. So for all you soldiers, sailors, and Marines who've asked for her again and again, here's Kate Smith. Thank you, thanks very much. Well, hello there, fellas. You know, it's a great thrill reading your mail, and believe me, it's a great thrill answering it. And now, in answer to insistent commands for your, from you men overseas, it gives me a great deal of pleasure to bring you a young woman who has made a remarkable achievement in the field of writing and in the field of acting. We know her as the author of Past Imperfect and In Bed We Cry, as well as the leading player in many Broadway successes. Here she is, Miss Ilka Chase. Thank you, men. I'm glad to be here, and I hope I measure up to your expectations. Well, Ilka, Lana Turner was here a few weeks ago, and she did fine. So I'm sure you'll measure up. Oh, come, come, Kate. Uh, Lana and I hardly have the same measurements. Well, <laughs> you know, Ilka, I've always admired you on the stage. You always have those sophisticated roles. You're so detached, so aloof. How do you keep that faraway look in your eye? Oh, it's not hard, Kate. You just think of a quarter of a pound of butter. <laughs> well, anyway, Ilka, I think you're a very fine actress, and I wish you'd do me a favor. Anything? Well, there's a young fellow in town who wants to become a dramatic actor. You see, right now he's a comedian, and he feels the change would do both him and the world a lot of good. So, I asked him to come down and see you. And here he is, Phil Baker. This is Phil Baker. Phil, this is Ilka Chase. Gee, Ilka Chase. I'm overwhelmed. I'm overcome. I'm overjoyed. <laughs> Call me when this is over. <laughs> this is thrilling, but tell me, um, is that your name, Ilka Chase? Why, certainly, Phil. Why do you ask? Well, I saw two sailors following you on Broadway, and I thought it was Chase Ilka. Oh, Mr. Baker. What a joke. <laughs> Uh, Miss Chase, uh, this is uh, such an honor, you know. After the show, may, may I take you to an expensive dinner? I'm so nervous, I don't know what I'm saying tonight. <laughs> Just what is it you want, Phil? Well, Ilka, I want to become a dramatic actor. I'm tired of comedy. Mm, I heard you Sunday. You're tired. <laughs> what am I laughing at? Wait a minute. <laughs> really, can't you picture me as your leading man? Well, uh, it's a little hard. You see, up till now, I've been getting them from this generation. <laughs> I see what you mean. 
After all, I'm not so old. 32. Care to try for 64? <laughs> That's all, brother. Well, I know I can act. I remember my first part in a play. I only had one line. Mr. Hogan, will you pass the tomatoes? Mr. Hogan, will you pass the tomatoes? I walked out on the stage. It was my big chance. What happened? The audience beat Mr. Hogan to it. Ilka, <laughs> I can really be a great actor. When I go out on the stage, I'm just like Raymond Massey. Yes, sir, Raymond Massey. Uh, Phil, there's quite a difference between Massey and Messy. Uh, um, <laughs> But uh, tell me, well, why mm. do you want to turn to dramatics? You play the accordion, don't you? Yeah, but I'm tired of squeezing out a living. <clears throat> I want to become an actor. You ought to be able to help me, Elka. Well, Phil, I just finished a dramatization of my latest book, In Bed We Cry. But I just can't think of a part in it for you. You see, the hero is the Charles Boyer type. Did you say Charles Boyer? Yeah. <laughs> He's wonderful. Women are always in his arms. Yes, I love you. I love you. No wonder they're in his arms. They have to hug him to hear him. <laughs> well, just the same, Phil. His charms are like some potent drug. What about me? Well, you're kind of a dope, too. Thank you. Uh, but, Phil, I I'll tell you what I'll do. Mm -hmm. I'll give you a chance at that part. We'll run through a scene right now. Now, in this scene, I come into your beauty shop for some treatments, and you try to make love to me. Like Charles Boyer? Mm -hmm. Okay, let's get started. Uh, I, um, I beg your pardon. Is this the Peter Pan beauty salon? Uh... <laughs> oui, oui, madame. This is the Peter Pan salon. Six treatments and your pan, she peter out. <laughs> Entrez, madame. S'il vous plaît, merci beaucoup. Entrez, s'il vous plaît, merci beaucoup. Entrez. How can we do this and keep the fighting French on our side? <laughs> uh, young man, uh, I came in here for a facial. Oh, so sorry. I would love to give you... Uh, <laughs> I would love to give you the facial, but uh, you not, do not have the necessary requirements. Well, Silly, all you need is a face. Exactly. <laughs> <coughs> I make a big joke. A big joke. <laughs> Your parents, they make a big joke, too. Yeah, they make a big joke, too. Um, I'm looking for a perfume. Something like uh, Midnight in Paris. Perfume? I see you have the taste for finer things. Just put a dab of this behind the ear. Men will follow you for miles. This is the rarest aroma of all. Oh, tell me. Tell me. What is it? Scotch. 90 proof. <laughs> Liquid gold, they call it. But another business. You are so beautiful. Come, let me crush you in my arms and kiss you. Come to me. <laughs> How is that, eh? Oh, darling. You're so... Yes. So... Tell me. How you say it in French? Yes. So forever. Forever. <laughs> ah, dear. Let me look in your eyes. Eh? Oh, come, come. How about a permanent wave? Madam, I would settle for a temporary whack. <laughs> uh, see, jokes go better when I give away silver dollars. <laughs> I like you. You're so continental. Merci, madame, merci. Vous êtes très bien. Je suis joli. Merci, merci. Isn't it wonderful what three months at NYU will do for you? <laughs> 
But, madame, madame, vous êtes so wrong. Uh, stop the sketch. Sorry, Phil, I've seen enough of your acting. I just couldn't give you the part. You're not the Charles Boyer type. Now, just a minute. What has Charles Boyer got that I haven't got? I don't know, but yours hasn't finished basic training, and his is ready for OCS. I see what you mean. Thank you, Ilka Chase and Phil Baker. Several months ago, one of America's great actors appeared on another of your Armed Forces radio programs, Mail Call. He read a piece about flying written by an American pilot. From air bases in every part of the world have come requests for him to repeat it. So here is a command performance for Orson Welles. Thank you, Fred Waring. Early in the war, a flight of planes, tired from battle, flew over England's great silver marker, the chalk cliffs of Sussex. And their pilots knew they were home again. But that day, one plane did not return. Its pilot was an American boy, John G. McGee, Jr. He knew the weariness of combat flying, but he also knew the inspiration of flight. He wrote about it. And flyers in many parts of the world have read what he wrote and loved it. Here at home, they've placed Johnny McGee's lines in the Library of Congress, next to the great writings of all times. The men who fly, who've asked me to read this on command performance, I thank for the privilege. Here is Johnny McGee's sonnet, High Flight. the surly bonds of earth and dance the skies on laughter silvered wings sunward I've climbed and joined the tumbling mirth of sun-split clouds and done a hundred things you have not dreamed of wheeled and soared and swung high in the sunlit silence hovering there I've chased the shouting wind along and flung my eager craft through footless halls of air. Up, up the long, delirious, burning blue, I've topped the windswept heights with easy grace, where never lark or even eagle flew. And while with silent, lifting mind I've trod the high, untrespassed sanctity of space, put out my hand and touch the face of God. Thank you, Orson Welles. Kate Smith again. 
There are a lot of things you remember about home. Sitting on the squeaky porch swing on the front veranda, the wind along Main Street touching the tops of the poplars, the evening cool and quiet. You remember the jalopies and the white courthouse and the old gang down at the corner drugstore having a malted milk. Yes, and the kid next door who always had girl trouble and would come home slouching along, mumbling a tune. It might have been something like this. I'm gonna buy a paper doll that I can call my own. A doll that other fellas cannot steal. And then the flirty, flirty guys with their flirty, flirty eyes will have to flirt with dollies that are real. When I come home at night, she will be waiting. She'll be the truest doll in all this world. Say I'd rather have a paper doll to call my own than have a fickle-minded real first met her? Betty Jane or Marjorie or Barbara? That was that first night you walked home with her. <laughs> you held her hand. There were touches of starlight dancing in her eyes. Maybe this is the song you'd like to sing to her now. I can tell you this. I'm sure it's the one that she wants to sing to you. Oh, won't you tell me when again Sunday Monday or always If you're satisfied I'd be at your side Sunday Monday or always No need to tell me now what makes this world go of you, my heart begins to pound and pound, oh, what am I to do, can I be with you Sunday, Monday? sidewalks of New York from the East River over to the Hudson, from the Harlem River to the Bay, and sound a curfew to your Manhattan commands. You know, there's something about appearing on command performance, something which makes us awfully proud. 
Maybe you can understand it when you realize that we are show people. And being show people, nothing can compare with that great feeling of pride to be commanded to play before the finest audience on the whole face of the earth. This is Kate Smith saying, thanks for listening, and so long, fellas. This is Fred Waring speaking for the rest of the gang and adding a word of goodbye to Kate's. Keep shooting those letters our way and we'll keep shooting the stars to you. up this edition of the golden days of radio i hope you've enjoyed the past half hour let me also echo kate smith's words and say that there's something about broadcasting a program for the american forces radio service something that makes me very proud just to know the music and comedy and dramatic programs of a decade or more ago can can even now bring a thought from home from this the best country on earth you know there's a lot of pride in displaying the flag or standing in the ballpark singing the national anthem I know what Americans give to keep our country great and strong and free, and I'm proud that I can be a small part of it. This is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, California, inviting you to join me next time for more great moments from radio programs of the past. This is the American Forces Radio and Television Service.